0: I used to like to walk the straight and narrow line. I used to think that everything was fine. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. Now here's your host, Jay Garvin's.
1: This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner.
0: Perhaps I'll get a chance to look ahead and see, soon as I find myself a crystal ball.
1: Well, thank you for keeping your dial tuned to me, to KRDO, and to the Jay Garvin Show. I, I beg you, I plead with you not to turn the dial. If you have any interest in real estate, in mortgage, in the economy, in the inflation, into supply and demand concepts, you've landed at the right time. Position. I am Jay, and I'm your friend. You can call me directly at three three zero one four five seven. I've taken my own calls for ten years now. When you, the listener, the crowd has grown from a thousand to five thousand to fifteen thousand to twenty five thousand. About twenty five hundred of you are tribal, and whether you are Gene and William. Gene and Bill, or you are Cheryl, or you are Tim, or you are Ted, or you are Andy and Candy. The list goes on. All of you are my friends. You're saved in my phone. I love it when you call me, so please do that. You will find out that I am real. I fart. Oh, no, he did Yes, I said that. And I laugh and I cry just like you. I take my daughter to school in the morning far too early and work way too late. If this sounds familiar, those of you who are in retirement, I envy you. I have two children going into college here in the next one to four years, so I have to push it in a second gear. I'm 50-something, and I'm as normal as they come. I don't speak grammatically correct, but my heart is in the right place. I am blessed to be a licensed loan originator with Churchill Mortgage, what I believe the best company in the world. I'm going to actually be doing a show In a week or so, where for the very first time, I'm going to have Mike Hartwick, the founder of Churchill Mortgage, who created an incredible alliance with Ramsey Solutions, Dave Ramsey, and I am honored beyond belief to have that relationship. I would never put that in jeopardy, but I do tell you that when I speak on this show, I speak as Jay Garvin's the host. KRDO has its disclaimer, I give that same disclaimer for Churchill Mortgage, the same disclaimer for Ramsey Solutions, that my conversations and my opinion are mine alone. Now, I think they're pretty good opinions. I've done pretty well with them. I've helped thousands of people, over 3,900, call it 4,000 people, go through the home buying process, and I truly believe With the deepest core and fiber within my body, that real estate ownership is the last clear path for the middle class in the United States to become independent millionaires. And having a million dollars of net worth today is not a lot, but it's quite an accomplishment that we live in a great country that can do this. So call me at 330 one four five seven and I want to help you understand mortgage better, real estate better, the economy better, planning for your retirement better. And I pray that I do this on this show. Now I've got a great guest and friend coming in. One of my best friends in the world next to my wife Marlo, Justin Hermes from real estate realities. We've been great friends for years. So he's going to be joining me and we're going to be talking about this topic just with us. Nobody else, just you and I, Justin will come in, but he won't let me elbow you out of the conversation. Today, I'm having a talk about how to know if there's a market correction coming, helping you actually bend light to look around a corner. What are some of the items in existence that leads to market corrections? We're going to talk about those today. I've got at least four conversations. Justin will be coming in because... If there's a tax code change on home ownership or investment property ownership, I'm telling you, that's going to evoke, how's ever a big word, that's going to evoke a market correction with real estate. Bad loan practices, talking about me, talking about our industry of mortgage, talking about government regulations and policies. If there are bad loan practices or positive loan practices, that can strengthen or weaken a market and cause a correction and a correction can happen in both directions dramatically down or dramatically up we're also going to talk about simple economies and specifics of supply and demand economies like inflation labor costs and so forth which will affect our market specifically of real estate but also the entire economy And finally, my favorite subject within supply and demand is demographics. A single generation can easily, and I think most profoundly, affect the market around us, economic market, real estate market, and we're going to talk about that. And here's the bottom line up front, the big, big takeaways, is change is an inevitable occurrence. And as long as you can prepare for it, you don't have to be scared of it. Now I'm going to talk a lot about the tax code and so forth with Justin Hermes. I'm going to talk about bad loan practices as we get through it. But because it's first and foremost on our minds as we see the geopolitical things happening with the Ukraine war, we see inflation taking hold more than we have in the last 40, and now at least some people have said 45 years since 1978, because we've seen prices at the gas pump and at the utility bill counter paying time, I'm going to jump right into this. And here's a reality. I said it last week and I'll say it again. Inflation is the biggest elephant in the room that we have to address. Because how in the heck is inflation going to affect the real estate market, the mortgage market, and our entire economic market? And it's very, very simple. With inflation which Janet Yellen herself said that it's going to be very painful and increasing high sustained inflation for the next 12 months. Federal Reserve just said we are going to meet six times and we are going to increase the Fed funding rate, thus prime interest rate, thus indirectly mortgage-backed securities fixed mortgage rates. Six times over the years. We've not been here since 2018. And I think we're going to have an equal or an excess number of increases. And what does that do? Very simple. If you increase the price of materials, that's going to have a direct effect on the price of the product that they produce. I don't care if it's wood for a house or a computer for a mortgage company. It's going to increase the cost of your product. If you have increased labor costs, it's gonna directly increase the cost and thus the price of your product. And the scary thing is, is it might negatively affect your profits, and that's why it's so crucial to understand this in the traditional stock market, investment market, just as much as the grocery store and the gas station, but also, obviously, of houses. And as those houses increase, some people are gonna drop out of the market, wait for a market correction, oh, this can't continue, and others, like me, and some of my clients and you, the radio listeners, are going to lean forward and say, I'm going to buy real estate now, even if it's more expensive, because the rate and the cost of real estate is going to go up, and you want to be on the front edge of the wave and not the back end of the wave. If you're in the back end of the wave, you're just going to be left floating out in the ocean. But if you're in the front edge, you're going to ride that wave all the way to financial independence, or retirement, and that's what I want to talk about today. So don't go anywhere. Call me over the break at 330 1457, and I'll be right back after these messages to continue the conversation with how to know if there's a market correction coming ahead. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show.
0: I just got to know. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk. Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's.
1: This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Story. Doing the garden, digging the weeds.
0: Who could ask for more? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I
1: well, thanks for sticking with me. I am Jay. I am your friend, your mortgage friend, your real estate friend, your debt free homeownership friend. And today, you're how to know if there's a market correction coming, friend. So please call me at 330 1457. I'm a licensed loan originator, and I want to earn your business in your next purchase or refinance transaction, conversation. A lot of people are getting prepared to purchase here in the spring. Justin Hermes is coming on here in the next segment, and he'll confirm, as I already have confirmed with you, that March and April and May are becoming the strongest real estate purchase months. Where June and July, people have actually already done their move with the military. You know, we call it a PCS, a permanent change of station. Families are already settled into their new school districts for the fall, and now June and July, a lot has become the time of vacation, just like spring break is next week, where I'm gallivanting with my family over to uh, Branson, Missouri, the Redneck Riviera. But today I'm here with you in the studio, and I want to continue this conversation about how do we bend light? How do we see around a corner for a market correction? I'm going to talk tax code and how that can affect the market, both positive and negative, when Justin comes in. I'm going to talk more about bad loan practices. It really is what happened in 2004, 2005, 2006, and 7 until it came to a head when people were doing no income, no asset, Nina loans, a slang word, the liar's loan, just giving people money, just telling them to predict their income, don't worry about your assets, Those type of loan programs, which we're going to dive deep into, will affect our market. And when you see those products coming or going, it can give me a prediction, an open peak into the market, and I immediately share it with you. I talked the last segment about inflation, and I'm going to continue that conversation. I'm going to talk about demographics as well. Those are the two areas that I'm going to focus on. Now, I want to help you with this conversation. Because here's a reality in knowing where inflation's going, knowing very well where supply and demand economies are going. If you have just a general idea that you want to retire or downsize or change locations of your living environment, changing your house, changing your mortgage in the next three to seven years. You have to call me right now at 330-1457. I promise I can help you save one hundred and fifty to $300,000. And money saved is money earned. And I call the concept, buy now and retire later. Like my wife and I, if you have children that are growing up through their teens and now they're 20-some years and you're like, man, Colorado Springs is so expensive, Junior isn't going to be able to afford to live here in five years, you have to call me immediately at 330 330- one four five seven, or at least go to churchillcolorado.com. Click on the Colorado Springs local team, churchillcolorado.com. Click on my name, Sabrina Lauer's name, Ken Smith's name, and get a hold of us and call us because you want to buy now and create a legacy later. My wife and I have already bought two investment properties with our kids' college money. Well, Jay, that's a bad decision. Well, maybe for you. I spent seventy-five thousand dollars of my Son's college money put a house payment down, purchased a house right in Ivy Wild for two hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and now it's a five hundred thousand dollar house seven years later, and I own it outright, so I turned seventy five thousand dollars into a half a million dollars. I have no debt on the house I have an in- renter in there, and whether I sell the house and pay for his college for cash or pay for his college in another manner, and then when he finishes medical school, my wife says, hey, son, if you want to live in Ohio, mommy and daddy may help you with the down payment, but if you want to live in Colorado Springs, eight blocks from me, we might have a house for you for free. How do you compete with that? If you've got an adult child or an adult grandchild, the best thing you could do is not wait until you retire or pass away to leave them some money, Give them a down payment on a house now. Allow it to be an investment property and go from there. See, because the economy and the inflation hedges are going to affect market corrections. Now, with Justin, I'm going to talk about some of the negative things that could happen to the market, but now I'm talking about positive things because if you get into the market now, Literally, in 60 seconds, I'm going to explain to you how the market's going to continue to grow, and you can stay ahead of that 6 to 8 to 15% inflation and buy a $400,000 house right now, and by the time you retire to downsize in this rancher main-level living house, it's going to be a $600,000 house. And that's because of this. We have 87 million millennials born from 1981 to 1999, that are coming into the market in droves. They just started to turn 40 years old in 2021. Nobody talked about that. Everybody talked about president this and president that, and that's a bad tweet, and this president is sleepy. All of those things meant nothing to the underlying wave of consumers that were coming to the market. And if you look at just the millennials themselves in a bell curve picture, The biggest birth years within that generation of 1981 to 1999 is right smack dab in the middle, 1989, 1990, birth years of 1991 and 1992, where more than 4 million babies were born. This is a fact. These are actuary numbers. It's not anybody's opinion. And if you take that just with the median price for first-time homebuyers 34 years old, you take 1989 and add – 34 years, and that's 2023, folks. We're not to the top of this curve. We're not to the crescendo of the wave that's going to come crashing to shore. We're just barely through the appetizer phase. We're seeing the salad come across the restaurant. It's almost at our table, baby. The steak isn't even going to be here till 2026. We've got plenty of time, and if you're going to retire by 26, 2027, or your kid's going to want a house by then, I would just implore you to act. I've got all the time in the world to focus on you because I just bought my retirement home in Nashville this morning, Saturday, and I'm not going to retire in it for four to seven years. So I purchased now for a retirement later. That house is going to be worth at least $200,000 more in five years, probably more, but at least that at just a 6 to 8% appreciation. And during inflation, houses appreciate more. See, business, when the cost goes up and labor costs increase and materials, profits go down, but the prices of their product go up. Same thing in real estate. When lumber and materials get more expensive and labor and contractors get more expensive, new houses get more expensive, but the one that you own right now gets more expensive just by its simple existence. So that's so important that you understand that. Please call me before you buy any house. You have to get your life in order. I can help you lay out the steps to get ready for purchase. I can help you do a makeover mortgage to get rid of all of your unsecured debt that's on variable rate and changing. Call me 330-1457 during the break, and I'll return with how to know if there's a market correction coming with guest Justin Hermes from Real Estate Realities. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show your answer
0: Jay Garvin Show: Home and Mortgage Talk. Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 12:40 a.m. and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin's. Hey, where's the meat? Well, we-
1: Jay Garvin's You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show. I'm about to take the last swig of my uh, water here. <sighs> Did you hear that? That was my last swallow. You can call me at three three I'm as real as a guy who drinks water. That's all I am. I'm just made up 90% plus of water, a little bit of hot air, a little bit of muscle, got about three pounds of brain in there. But I know how to chop wood. I know how to make some good decisions just by going back to work. I know you are exactly the same, so many of you driving around in trucks right now, Uh, you're coming back from church right now, you're taking your kids to soccer right now, thank you to Candy and Andy, who run that nonprofit. you're taking names, you're doing business, and I'm talking to you today about a very important subject of how you and I together can learn how to bend light, look around the corner, and see if there's a market correction coming and when will it come and i got the master the man that i stole the title of this program i tell you it's that simple he talks about it i copy it justin Hermes. real estate realities
2: on the floor i think it's the other way around i tried to steal your info
1: (laughs) it's great and you know you can have any of my material and show outlines Partner, I just did an investment property class with 13 of our clients last night, and not one of them had ever owned an investment property, and it's exciting out there, but numbers are tight. We were just talking about Tim and Amy, friends of ours, having the courage, George and Melinda. See, George, I didn't even give it away your identity now. Now your other is called Melinda, you know, so people won't know who you are because you're so private, you know, but you're buying fourplexes, you're taking names. You're moving forward and you have courage. But seriously, man, how do we know about a market correction? You know, the stock market's a bubble and it just pops. But I've explained to the radio listener and my clients and friends and family over and over real estate's like bubble wrap, where you can have Fort Sill, Oklahoma, have a really bad economic run, but Colorado Springs can be different. You can have Midland, Texas, that might be flat, but then you have Austin, that's just out of control. For different reasons, but there are some things that can affect us across the board. And you said the biggest one in your show that I never even talked about.
2: Yeah, the tax codes. Huge. I call it the TC. Yeah, I love it. I love it.
1: AJ <laughs> hey, Garvin's talking about the old TC, honey. It's tax code. Turn on the radio. <laughs>
2: It is, though. It's important, man. And uh, I'm doing another show right now on um, why we're growing part one and then why we're growing part two. The first part about how, you know, people think the growth right now. Souther's has done a great job. But it, it wasn't him who started that initiative. It was actually Mayor Bach back in 2012 who got the City of Champions going. Yeah. And so people go, wow, there's a – I try to tell people, it's like you look at a company and you go, we have no vision, no mission, no blueprint. We kind of just wing it. You would go, I'm not going to invest in that company. Yeah. And that's what the Springs really was and for a long spring. time. And now it is, we have a vision, and you, that's why you see eight new hotels downtown is because there is a game plan, and, and they know the where they're end. heading
1: enterprise incentive zones that Mm -hmm. the trump administration said when steve came into office our mayor you know what he said
2: i'll be back oh no he didn't
1: he didn't he came up with that plan and us and aurora with that dang gaylord hotel were only two metropolitan areas that really moved on it and theirs didn't hold a candle to us i mean it took care of the downtown it took care of the medical you know facilities over there by uccs it obviously took care of the Tigers.
2: And we're still waiting on Air Force Visitor Center. will be built in four months. They'll start finally moving the dirt. It's tough yeah, because it's and, federal land. Yeah, and done land.
1: by 2024. But that's going to be a beast. I mean, there's a hotel there. There's office complexes. Mm-hmm. There's, of course, the Welcome Center. There's a museum. It's going to be great
2: for people coming down from Denver to see that as kind of an entry yeah. into the springs. The Part 2 section, though, is about how we're really we're pretty landlord-friendly in El Paso
1: County and, well, and as a state as well. Yeah, I
2: had clients who were uh, mo- trying to move back into their home in San Francisco. I'm going to put their house on the market and they said we're going to probably spend 30 to 40 grand in attorney fees to try to move back into our house. I said, what? Yeah. They said once, you know, they've been in there for like 10 years. And they said, once someone's in there that long, it's impossible to get them out because you have to pay for the relocation. You have to pay for them to find a new place and you got to, you have to work. All this has to go through attorneys. So I'm going to do research on it. Cause that's going to be my part two show is, oh, is great. why are, why investors come here and you hear stories like that. And I go, I got to do more research on what other States rules are because here, thank goodness we don't have to i knew san diego did that too they you have to pay a relocation fee yeah if your tenant moves out you have to pay to put them somewhere else and so you look at those things and i think that's what pushes a a lot of investors here but yeah the tax code that was the major indicator if the real estate market would really well
1: it's huge look what it did for the uh tax deductible interest for credit cards back in the 80s you could write off your interest on a tax form for your credit card interest when they were pushing credit cards and they yeah, removed I was negative
2: that. 10 then, so I don't remember. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm the old man in the room. Uh, I can't see you, Justin. <laughs> Turn on your flashlight. Um, <laughs> I didn't but, know that. Yeah, <laughs> if they removed the interest from just home ownership, you would see an abrupt change in the market.
2: I wouldn't be as worried about that as it would be, in my opinion, the standard deduction. It's really removed. The ability for most couples to write off their interest and have the benefit of yeah. home ownership. Yeah, but no, you're right. and that, so it's fine because the investment properties go on top of your standard deduction. Mm-hmm. So that's great. But if they took that away, then I think there would be well, a real and a, the a depreciation. Dip. Yeah,
1: I mean, you take a four hundred thousand dollar house; that's fifteen grand a year that you take off the profit of that entity. My accountant told me, hey, if you don't own an investment property or have a sole proprietor, don't complain about the tax code. You're just not using it to your advantage.
2: Exactly. Yeah. But
1: if they take that away, you're right. That's a we, sharp we, shift. Yeah, we would
2: probably change what we were talking about on radio if they took that away. But I look at it and go, there's no way they can because guess what, all those people in D.C., you know, and the people have, have influence over them, they have real estate, and that's how they hide a lot of their, their wealth and yeah. So I don't see it happening, just like people say, you know, life insurance and having, a, you know, that billed tax-free and being able to take it out tax-free. I, I ask, will that ever change? They go, are you kidding me? That's how a lot of those guys shelter their money in they D.C. Shelter
1: their money. Hey, you know where Nancy Pelosi just bought a house? Go on the Internet. Florida. Like a $5 million house in Florida in a conservative red DeSantis state, you know, for retirement. Aaron uh, Rodgers just, just bought I'm happy
2: you didn't say here because I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Killed uh, over.
1: <laughs> Aaron Rodgers Aaron just bought land in Franklin, and Marlo and I just bought the house there. You're He right. probably
2: heard you bought there. He's like, dude, that Jay guy on the radio bought there. He's like, not, that I guy's keep got up. a great
1: radio voice. I had to throw him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I bought a house in Franklin. You know how much the insurance is? 800 bucks a year. Well, homeowner's a,
2: insurance. That's about the same here.
1: I know, it's awesome.
2: I pay 900 on Canoe Creek in the Meadows.
1: Yep, and here um
2: What are your taxes?
1: 1350 bucks a year. In in like it's the equivalency of it's, Denver. Well, you mean meaning it's it's 12 minute drive to downtown yeah. Nashville. It's a 4 minute drive to the square in Franklin, but you're right, positive states. But that's about
2: positive. the same here it right is now, is but awful. they're going to sc- crawl up like they will in every state as they reassess values. I mean, yeah. the appreciation's awesome. You're building the equity, but remember, folks, save a little bit because they're going to also reassess the house at those
1: tax levels. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you know that's clean, but you really touched on the bad loans because bad loans look at, it was the straw that broke the camel's back and the camel was weak and his back was weak anyway, but in 2006, 2007, you saw the train coming. I mean, Marlo and I sold all our houses because I'm like one day I jettisoned up in my bed in the morning and said, oh, my God, if all the loans are going away, no one's going to be able to buy the real estate. And in the United States, there's not enough of cash buyers.
2: Yeah, and and the thing is, is that's what you keep a close eye on, and you know this better than I do, Jay, but is looking at the products and, like, last year I was uh, – talking on the radio, I said, you know, pretty much all 100%, really all of them, you know, I had some cash buyers last year, but everyone who did financing did a fixed rate mortgage. And so you go, okay, that's great. Now, if that, those products go away and this year, half the loans I'm closing are adjustable, stuff like that, then that's the leading indicators of, hey, there might be an issue more so too. It's, it's tough getting a loan. If you guys are listening and you haven't gotten a loan lately and you go, oh, it's easy. It's really over the top. So I think the loans people are getting are they're very well qualified to have very, the loan. Very and
1: people have skin in the game like you said putting money over asking price and putting 20 or 25% down on investment properties
2: and the appraisal gaps too.
1: Yeah. That, that's just funny cuz
2: you get a lot of these people who they sideline and they want to say, oh, I'm waiting for the market. There's me a bunch of foreclosures and they like to talk that way because they're upset they can't get in the market right now, right? Explain to me how the foreclosure would work. Oh, people just let their houses go. Well, that's they put an $80,000 appraisal gap and 20% down, and they're going to walk away from that? And they're going to do
1: everything in their world to make sure that's the last payment that they do not pay.
2: I said, before people walked away, because you're just watching the big crash, whatever the, the movie was, and I go, it's different now. Those people were doing no money down loans and had no skin in the game. I'm like Throw
1: the keys on the counter and head out the door. Yeah, what
2: was that? Oh, the big short.
1: Yeah, the big yeah. short.
2: And I go, so if you yeah. if you paid attention to how the industry's changed, you wouldn't mention those comments because people love to say, "Oh, we're gonna have all these foreclosures." And I just you'd look and go, "Where are you getting that from?" I watched a movie how? on Netflix.
1: Yeah. It's going to happen again. What was the name yeah. of that one, Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> I don't know.
2: I can't even figure out my Netflix password account. So. I
1: know, so I just <laughs> tell you. I watched one episode of this guy that like can give people you know, futuristic readings, and I'm like, okay, I need to go read a book. Cause this, is, <laughs> this is just a California joke yeah, yeah. that's wasting my time. But I'm telling you, the bad loan practices and the strong loan practices, the strong loan practices – are what has made this market robust because I mean Bill McAfee doesn't even list foreclosures anymore on his stats because they're just not there. They're not there to be had. So what would you say in the last couple minutes about your prediction? Is our market going to get stronger? Is it going to go flat, or is there a? It'll be really market? strong
2: for the next two years for sure. Going to be strong, and then I think when rates are at you know six percent on an owner occupied and sitting at about seven on an investment property, then I think the market will cool. And it'll go, you know, about to a 3%, 3, percent 3, appreciation from there. Yeah. But ultimately, if you're listening to the things Jay and I coach you on, buy close to, you know, developed areas. Buy away from new build, you know, where there's yeah. a ton of new construction like Banning Lewis that is going to yeah. be built for 10 years and you're competing. If you buy west side, you buy areas where there's no builders around, guess what? They're not adding inventory. You'll do well. So as long as you're making a smart purchase, it's like the fourplexes. They're not building anymore because the code's too tight with regional. You think the value will go up? It will. So that's my take on it. You buy smart, but we've got got a lot of appreciation left in the market. A lot of appreciation left. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to
1: finish up the conversation on how do you know if there's a market correction coming right here on The Jay Garvin Show. And call me during the break, 330 1457. Be back after these messages.
0: Welcome back, my
1: friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside.
0: The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's.
2: We want to pop you up.
1: sticking with me i am jay garvins and i'm having a conversation with you about how do you and i know if a market correction is coming i've talked about the economy and the inflation and i want you to call me on these things i can go through them with you one-on-one 330 i talk to you with them as it relates to buying real estate and getting a mortgage i want to earn the right to do that with you Licensed loan originator with Churchill Mortgage, uh, great company, great culture. We are employee-owned, so I care what the price of your loan product is. I care about my overhead. I care about your experience, as does my team, all six of us, as does our company, all 800 of us. So call me at 330 and as I'm wrapping up, you're in my conversation about how we know if there's a market correction coming, I talked about inflation. Very, very simple. The market in real estate is going to get hotter and gain more momentum over the next immediate 24 months, not cool off. And that has an effect because of inflation when the price of materials in buying a house, the wood, the appliances, the shingles, as that goes up, a new home becomes more expensive. As labor, the contractors, the builders goes up, the cost of that house goes up. So you just buying a house now, buying a house before Fourth of July, buying a house before Memorial Day, you buy a $400,000 house, and that is going to be a $440,000 house next year, period. It is. I predict higher than 10% appreciation. I think we're going to end at 15% appreciation again this year because the rates are going up, not in spite of it. Because everybody's like, wow, if rates have already went up a half a point or a point from three-point something to four-point something, let's buy now before they're five-point something. The Fed Reserve, and machine gunner I call it, Jay Powell, is going to raise the rate six times this year. He has no choice don't care about Ukraine. Inflation, you guys, is 7.9%. And the Philly Fed Reserve chair said, look, it's more like 11 or 14%. If you use the same formulas as 1990, it's about 11%. If you use the same formulas that Carter and Reagan had to use, it's already 14%. And we haven't even brought in gas. So a lot of people are leaning into the wave and saying, Jay, let's purchase now. I want to retire in five years, let's purchase now. Buy now, retire later. Man, my kids, my, they're adults now. They're not going to be able to afford Colorado Springs, and I want my grandkids to grow up around me. Buy now, create a legacy later so your child can have that house later and make another $100,000 between now and then. And demographics, I explained to you, and this is a big one. Let's talk about the big numbers. I always talk about supply and demand The millennials are coming to market. They just turned 40 years old in 2021. Millennials are born from 1981 to 1999. I sound like a parrot. I say this over and over, and I'm excited to share it with you guys, but I can't say it enough. I got to bottle this stuff up and get it out to you guys. I already do the podcast. But I'm going to make a thumb drive and a video series to say, hey, just listen to this until it breaks through. Because we're bending light and we're looking around the corner. Understand you're listening to someone who sold all of my properties between 2004 and 2009. I knew it was coming because I I told people, it doesn't matter what the baby boomers are selling in 2006. There's not enough of me, the Gen Xers, to buy it. 78 million in a generation, handing things off to a generation that has less than 48 million. It's like 45 to 48 million of us in the Gen Xers, born from 1965 to 1980. Now the millennials are turning 40, entering into their most productive years, and it's just this simple. There's not enough homes for them to buy. We didn't build houses in the Great Recession. We didn't build houses over the last 20 years because there wasn't enough Gen Xers to fill them and sell them. And housing in America is still a corporate profit industry, and you don't build unless there's a market to sell. But here's where the big picture is. We're going to have a screaming economy and real estate portion unless Americans just forfeit their goals of where they want to live. We're just going to live with two dogs and two kids in an apartment on the third floor. I don't think that's going to happen. There's enough upwardly mobile millennials that are making $200,000 combined as a couple, and there's people on the radio show about debt-free living saying you can afford four times your take-home income. That's seven to $800,000 purchase, 25%. They can do it. The numbers are there. It's just a lot of people in the middle of the Gen Xers that think that, thirty eight thousand dollars is still an acceptable annual salary it's just it's not enough unless you move to McPherson Kansas or to Sevierville Tennessee or to Green Bay Wisconsin here it changes but here's the association I knew and I lived in a strong economy from 1986 to 2006 when the baby boomers were in their primary earning years between 40 and 60 years old First baby boomer born in 1946, 40 years later, come 1986, momentum in the Reagan years into the Clinton years, on fire by 1996, and by 2006, the show was over, people just didn't know, and I was selling houses. 2006 to 2016 was a god-awful 10-year span because there wasn't enough Gen Xers to buy what the baby boomers were selling. But it tapered out between 2016 to 2018, 19, and then 2019, 20, and 21, it started to get hot. And I'm telling you statistically, 2021 to 2041 is going to be a very safe period of time to buy real estate, especially 2021 to 2031. The median age of buying a house in America is 45 years old. And if you add that to the equation of just the millennials and now look further at the largest birth years within there, 1989, 1990, 91, and 92, there's more than 4 million births, which is a lot. Hadn't seen that before since 1954 to 1964, plus 45 or plus 34, the first-time homebuyer age, 34 added to 1989 is 2023. So 2023, 24, 25, 26, and 27 are going to be banner years. So I'm helping you look around the corner with light. Now, inflation will slow that down. I'm sad to say that it's going to cut off the bottom 10% of the market. These first-time home buyer, chaffa, all of those, they're done in Colorado Springs. Because even if you can qualify for those, sellers aren't going to sell to people with no money down in a very difficult and risky First-time home buyer loan. I mean, here's your biggest chance right now. Over $12 trillion. There's only $40 trillion in the whole stock market, and there's over 12 to $14 trillion just in inheritance that will change hands in the next 10 years as the silent generations start to pass away, the last really savings generation born from 1925 to 45. Your biggest bet is a gift, is an inheritance. To help with that down payment, if, if, if you are financially secure and you've got a son, a daughter, a granddaughter, call me at 330-1457. Don't wait until you pass away to hand down the inheritance. Help them actively buy a house now and teach them wealth. Because I'm telling you, by 2036, 2040, 2041, because Gen Z, my kids, are another small generation – the market is going to cool off again unless we correct that decline in consumers. Now, that's for a separate show, but that's what I want you to look at. I don't see a tax code coming in the immediate future. I certainly don't see bad loan programs coming. That killed us in 2006 and 7 and 8 when it was time to pay the piper when nobody had any skin in the game. So they just threw the keys on the counter and said, I'm out of here. This house is in foreclosure. They're not going to do that now because people have skin in the game. Even people with VA loans are putting money above and beyond the price to buy the house, and there's skin in the game. Most people are putting 5 to 25% down, and there's now appraisal gap and over-asking price. People are not going to walk away from houses. And economies, inflation, houses are going to inflate and become more valuable in the 2020s, just like they were in the... 1980s, and the late 70s, because house values go up in an inflationary hedge. But most importantly, just get yourself financially set. Eliminate all your unsecured debt. If you own a home, don't even worry about an investment property. Just call me, and I will walk you through a process of doing three, four things, eliminating all your debt, getting a reserve, and paying your house off early. That's the biggest takeaway. The biggest takeaway is get yourself financially set, and inflation and changes and corrections in the market don't affect you. So as I say at the end of every show, go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them, and if you've not found your passion, calling, or purpose in life, pray to God that you would receive it. That's what I've received in you, the radio listener, a passion and a group of people that I would serve. I'm not clairvoyant. I can't see you out there, can't hear you out there. You can hear me, so call me at 330-1457. Let's have a conversation. I'll help you understand supply and demand economies, and whether you buy a house or not, I'll help you prepare for your retirement, prepare for your financial independence. You're listening to The
2: Jay Garvin Show.
0: If you got a problem, don't care what it is. You need a hand, I gotta show you this. I can help. i got two